comes in like a flood. The Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. I see the enemy coming in like a flood in our houses, in our churches, in our families. But what I don't see is the standard. People of God, where's the standard at? We're in a war, y'all. It's time to stand, y'all. The Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear, and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. My ministry. And now here is Bishop Caldwell. We will read verses 11 through 21. I will read verse 11, you verse 12, vice versa, and we'll all read the 21st verse together. 2 Corinthians, the 5th chapter, commencing at the 11th verse. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your conscience. For whether we be beside ourselves, it is to God, or whether we be of sober mind, it is for your cause. And that he died for all, that they who live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him who died for them and rose again. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. To wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. For he hath made him, all together, for he hath made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Brothers and sisters, I submit to you that Satan has deceived many of us 
into believing that our lives have no purpose because a lot of us, whether we realize it or not, are trying to institutionalize Jesus Christ. And what I'm saying is this. Satan is a deceptive old thing. And if we don't know our calling and if we don't know our purpose in the body of Christ, we will spend a lifetime looking for it. And you see, I'm concerned because when it comes to preachers, the first thing that they think is that they're going to become pastors. And so if they're not preaching before a congregation, then they, the devil have to see them into thinking that their lives are not going any place. And then there are those that are in, quote, unquote, the uh, local churches that the devil have deceived into thinking that everybody in the church is supposed to have every, everybody in the church is supposed to have something to do in the church every Sunday. Now, if you've got a small church, you need everybody to do something. But when you look at it, ask yourself one question. How realistic is it? when only one person can play the piano at a time? How realistic is it when only so many people can usher at a time? How realistic is it? And, that's, and, and, and what I'm talking about, I'm talking about. Huh? Because a lot of you are allowing the devil to deceive you and to make your life miserable and you are out there searching for what God would have you to do and you don't even know that, that, first of all, whatever God would have you to do, he's already made that plain in his word. And I've said this before. The ministry that God has given every believer is the ministry of reconciliation. And see, we try to institutionalize it. People say, well, what do you do in your church? Well, I, I, I sing in the choir. I, I work with the... With the, with the ushers. I, I work in the nursery. Well, that's wonderful. Then you ask some other man, well, what do you do? Well, I don't do anything. Well, see, everybody can't do everything. But when I talk about institutionalized, see, the devil wants us to institutionalize Jesus Christ. In other words, he wants to cause us to think that all of our service to mankind has to happen in the local church. That's impossible. Everybody cannot play the piano. Everybody cannot play the organ. Everybody cannot get in the choir stand. See? And, and, and see, I understand what it is to be a young minister and wanting to preach. But see, what happens is that before you go preach anywhere, you need to learn a lot of things. See, simply because, now you have to understand this, this is not as simple as it seems. Would you give your baby a razor blade and the baby is two days old? I don't think so. The word of God is quick, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. So you just don't get up in here, you know, because you say you've been called to preach, and I'm not bashing preachers, and I'm not talking directly to the sons of the house. I am just saying the devil have deceived a lot of us into thinking that we got to always be up doing something. And see what has happened, the traditional church has institutionalized Jesus Christ with the stained glass windows and the carpet. That's what people think church is. That's not church. That's the gathering of the saints. So then what would the Lord have you to do Monday through Sunday? Talk to me now. 
What, what, what are you supposed to be doing Monday through Sunday? Because you're not here. So you mean to tell me then that your life has no meaning because you're not doing anything, quote unquote, in the local church? I don't think so. And see, that's the deception that the devil have put out there in the minds of a lot of people. If you look at the structure, say this ministry, if you look at the structure of it, the work is supposed to be done in the field out there, in the hospital, in the prison, in the nursing home, door-to-door ministry. That's where the work is. Not about sitting around here looking at the pulpit, sitting around here looking at the piano. The work is out there. We are out there more than we are over here. And so a lot of you all have allowed the devil to cause your lives to become miserable because you are constantly asking, Lord, what would you have me to do? And I heard that in my spirit, and I got a message. This is the message so that you can understand what the Lord would have you to do. Church can't have but one pastor. Anything with two heads is a freak. Our connection to the world out there and how we treat one another out there and how we handle the world out there is where the Lord emphasis are. No need to run up in here, praise the Lord, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, and then cuss somebody out in the parking lot. Hallelujah, praise the Lord, thank you, Jesus, and don't get along with anybody in the place you work. How are people going to see Jesus in you out there if you all so miserable because you ain't doing nothing in here? See, l- let me tell you before we step down to this, the problem in the body of Christ today is a lot of us just want to show one another our religion. Yeah, we, we just want to show one another how saved we are. Show one another how we can speak in tongues, how we can lay hands on the sick. All oh, that's wonderful. But what about the man out there that's beating his wife that needs to know that that's wrong? What about the man out there that's not taking care of his family and needs to know that he ought to be able and ought to be taking care of his family? What about that? No, 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 no. We're not concerned about that. My mouth is long because I'm not singing today. I got an attitude because I don't have my seat today. I got a problem because I'm not preaching today. No, 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 no. And this is just to encourage you. You shouldn't even have any of those problems. Because the devil is creating all this confusion in your mind. What is he doing it for? To stop you. You remember when Paul told the Galatian church, he said, don't be weary in well-doing? You cannot afford to get weary in well-doing. Let me tell you something, and this is straight from the heart. If I was not pastoring this church, I would be somewhere sitting under the word of God and living my life to the glory of God and getting on up the road with Jesus. Huh? You think I love coming up in this pulpit every Sunday? You think I love standing up in here every Thursday? And see, some of you all don't realize what you're doing. God has brought you into a place to feed you so you can grow up. You did not get to be an adult overnight. It took 20-some years to get there. 
But when it comes to the things of God, nobody want to prepare themselves. They just, just want to run out and do some stuff and expect God to bless this mess just like the Chinese cook. And it doesn't work that way. And you are becoming miserable because you can't preach or you can't teach Sunday school or you can't do that. Baby, what is God saying to you? Sit down and learn something. Submit yourself. Be still. It took Jesus 30 years before he preached. He was the son of God. It took Moses 40 years before God sent him back to Egypt. Well, 80 years. He was 80 years old when God sent him back down in Egypt. Paul waited 15 years. And those of you that really want to be teachers, let me tell you something. You're going to be more severely judged than those that never said that God told them to teach. And let me say something to those of you that's playing loose in ministry. If God gave you a task, you better get on it because you're going to be judged for it. And if you think everything in the service of God come with a price tag, you better rethink your position. Satan want us to put Jesus in stained glass windows and make him a historical Jesus. A Jesus that we don't even know. Uh-uh. If your Christianity is real, if your relationship with Jesus is real, somebody out there ought to know it. I'm going to teach it if don't nobody say amen. I'm going to teach it because it needs to be. See, let me, let me tell you something. When you're weak in your mind, you're weak. And that's where the devil attacks the most, the mind. You walk in the room and think nobody in there like you. You're not going to be talking to nobody. Because your mind told you that. Satan has deceived a lot of us into believing that our lives have no purpose because we're not doing something, quote unquote, in the local church. Now before we step down through these scriptures, let me just throw this out on the table for you to look at. The Bible tells us in Ephesians 4 that God has given some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints to bring you to maturity and for the work of the ministry, the work. Because you got a lot of people don't mean you got a lot of people willing to work. It's for the work of the ministry. It's for the edifying of the body of Christ. Is that in your Bible? All right, now, let's step down through here. Ministry is work, trust me. More than just doing, it's a lot of work. Now, now watch this. See, see, you have to understand. Look, please understand this. You have to understand where I'm coming from. Where I'm coming from today is real simple. Get your mind straight. Because if not, you're going to fall out. You're going to faint. 
And it's a lot of folk out there right now ain't in nobody's church. And that's out of the will of God. Because he said don't forsake the assembly. So we don't need to be fainting in our minds. Tell somebody don't faint. Now when you faint in your mind, you're going to fall out. <laughs> yeah. You're going to fall out. Now, trust me. And you know what the sad part about it? Once you fall out, very few people care. I need to tell you, very few folk care. Now, you made a commitment to the Lord. You better keep it. Better get on up the road. 20 years from now, you still need to be in the local church, growing in grace and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. But see, I'm trying to get us to see that our Christianity, our light, thank God it's in here. But it really should be shining out there. This subject, by the way, is entitled <laughs> My Ministry. Somebody say, My Ministry. Mm -hmm. Yep, you sure have been called and given a ministry. And you need to understand this. I, listen, I'm not getting no whipping when I stand before Christ for you. Because he's videotaping his service. He's getting a close-up shot of every one of you. So you can't say, I didn't know. So everybody's looking for their place in the body. Everybody's looking for what they're supposed to be doing. It is. It is. It's general, but here it is. All right, verse 11, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord... We persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your consciences. For we commend not ourselves again unto you, but give you occasion to glory on our behalf, that you may have something or somewhat to answer them who glory in appearance and not in heart. See, everybody's not in this thing for the long haul. Now, do you know that? Some people just want Jesus so they can get the bills paid. Some people just want it because they sin and caught up with him. They want a way out. Once he help them and rescue them, they, they find them. Some folk follow Jesus for the fish and for the loaves. Now, do you want to have the appearance of being a Christian or you want to really be one? Verse 13. For whether we be beside ourselves, it is to God, or whether we be of sober mind, it is for your cause. See, if you're going to be a blessing to the body of Christ, keep your mind right. Watch this. For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. Now, this turns our attention away from ourselves and put it out there where it belongs. The love of Christ constraineth us because we, just, we thus judge that if one died for all, talking about Christ, then we're all dead, walking dead men. Everyone out there, even now as I speak, that do not know Jesus in the pardon of their sins are walking dead men. So if Christ died for all, then that means all were dead. 
and all that are not now born again are still dead. And so we should not be so caught up on ourselves until we cannot be a witness to the world outside. Verse 15, and that he died for all, that they who live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him who died for them and rose again. You know one purpose, one reason for coming to church is so somebody else can see you here? It's just that simple. So somebody else can see you here. For what reason? So that their faith won't stumble. So they won't stumble. Your presence is important to the assembly. We should not forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the man of some is. But as we come together, we should exhort one another. We should, you know what church should be about? A big old encouragement meeting. To encourage one another to run on in Jesus' name. Am I right about it? To encourage those that are going through hard trials. Hey, baby, you can make it. God brought me out of it. You coming out? You know, I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt burning. God will bring you out. Hey, to exhort one another daily while it is called today. Church should be one big exhorting meeting. Good to see you. Didn't see you last Sunday. God bless you. How's everything going? But the devil have taken that and made mess and gossip out of it. Tell two people, keep your mind right. I say tell two people. Some of y'all ain't said nothing. I tell two people, keep your mind right. Maybe, I, maybe this done blew your mind, huh? <laughs> Somebody running down the street, don't my mind. In verse 16, wherefore henceforth know we no man, no, verse 15, and that he died for all, that they who live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him who died for them and rose again. Wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh. It doesn't matter if a man is white or black. It does not matter. Everybody needs Jesus. I say everybody needs Jesus. Now how you think they're going to get him if they don't come to your church? Huh? How they going to get him out there at IBM, AT&T, GE, GM, uh, the local grocery store, the beauty shop, the barber shop? How they going to know Jesus and they don't even come to your church and you're not even talking about him? Help me here. How would they even know you're a Christian? The Lord didn't say that people should know that we're Christians by what we wear, and we should dress well, or what we possess, and we should possess the best that this world has. But you know how the Lord said that people would know that we're Christians by our love. Don't talk to me about faith and call those things that be not as though they were, and you don't have no love for the brothers. You don't have no love for the sisters. You don't have no love for the church. Faith worketh by love. Now, that brings another revelation to the surface. That's why some of you all have been doing all this confessing and don't have it. Huh? Yeah. No love. Faith worketh by love. Your faith won't work if your love ain't right.
Jesus said, you shall, all men shall know that you are my disciples because you have love one, two, not four. One, two, another. Reaching out to one another in love. Whatever happened to us just being simple and, 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 and loving our neighbor as ourselves? Whatever happened to that? Whatever happened to treating people like you yourself want to be treated? Whatever happened to speaking to someone saying good morning because you desire for someone to speak to you and say good morning? Whatever happened to the common Christian courtesy? This is the last Sunday in the year, and some of us, I wonder how many of our hearts been right all year. How many souls have you led to Christ this year? How many people have you prayed for this year, other than you and your family? Today's message, My Ministry, FC103, FC103 is now available on CD for only $5. And it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885. Or you can mail any request to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119 or email us greenwoodacres at Greenwood Acres has a new website. You can go there to get ministry announcements, connect with the ministry, purchase messages and merchandise and so much more. It can be found at gwafgbc.org That's gwafgbc.org We also have a new Know Your Bible video on demand page. You can access it from the website's main page. Just click on the Know Your Bible on Demand link. We trust that it will be a blessing to you. Know Your Bible radio broadcast is now available as a podcast. You can listen to Know Your Bible through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Simply search for Know Your Bible or Bishop Caldwell in either app. Tap the subscribe button and Know Your Bible will come to you automatically each time an episode is posted. Enjoy! Now the question is, will I do his will and There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come the Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus?
I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago, and he answered me, came into my heart, and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Hello, this is Bishop Carwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you.